Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. For the second consecutive Saturday, I am here to recap a shocking upset in the Texas high school basketball playoffs. Uh, Last week, I was out in Fort Worth to see the regional final that saw the Plano Senior Girls author a stunning shocker over the uh, number one ranked uh, Duncanville Pantherettes and punch their ticket to state. And one week later, number one ranked both statewide and nationally, number one ranked Denton Geyer suffers that exact same fate. Not at the hands of the Plano Senior Girls, mind you, but it is the Allen boys who get it done. Yes, I'll use the cliche right now. The third time was indeed the charm for the Eagles who defeat Denton Geyer 40-36. to That's right. 40 to 36 uh, to punch their ticket to the state tournament for the second time in Allen's history. Um, this was a, uh, yeah, what a, what a fascinating game for a myriad of reasons. Obviously it's going to be a massive deal whenever the number one team in the nation goes down, um, anywhere prior to the, uh, to the state championship game, but just the nature in which this got done. Um, wow. This is a, you know, hats off to Allen for executing a very against the grain game plan, at least relative to how they play and just following through on what is, I don't think it's any hyperbole to say this is the biggest win in the history of the Allen boys basketball program. I mean, they've only been to state twice and they have not won a game at state. So when you factor in just the stage of the season coupled with the opponent, I mean, and just the, uh, the history between these two teams, you can make a case that this is the, that this today out in Fort Worth, this was the biggest win in the history of Allen boys basketball. Obviously they'll get a chance to one up that, uh, one up that, uh, that accolade in a few days down in San Antonio. But for now, let's focus on a, uh, a riveting regional final between Allen and Denton Geyer. Um, yes, obviously the big talking point from this game, if you have not heard already, um, Allen definitely went, um, went a little bit above and beyond with its, uh, with its game plan for this one. One that is sure to generate plenty of discussion in high school basketball circles around the state. Um, you know, just to kind of set the stage for some backstory between these two teams. Um, first off, Allen and Denton Geyer are in the same district. They've played each other twice this year. Denton Geyer won both of those matchups. Um, one, the first one, a competitive game that went down to the wire. Geyer was ultimately able to pull away late and wins uh, 82-75 to 75 all the way back in December. And then one month later when they rematched in the second half of district play, Denton Geyer looking far more like its top-ranked self, and uh, they just ran Allen off the floor in the second half and won 83-62. to 62. Um, I was at that game, so at least, you know, I, have a chan- I had a chance to see what it looks like when Geyer is operating full tilt against um against Allen and just um kind of how those two uh those two just matched up stylistically in a game where you know things were dictated more so on Geyer's terms. So um so coming into this game when you factor in, you know, the backstory there, you know, Allen is a team that likes to uh you know they like to get up and down. They like to you know they like to move the ball in transition, generate a lot of threes. They like to play in a very similar way to Denton Geyer. But obviously Denton Geyer has established that they are uh, they are better than that, at that approach than Allen is. So um, basically, what Allen did for this one is they basically took their up tempo identity and threw it out the window. 
they decided to uh, just completely do away with all of the uh, all of the hallmarks of the uh, of their season and their identity, and they decided to basically adopt a brand of uh, we're going to slow this game down to a snail's pace. We are going to control the ball. We're going to have we're going to have possessions that last, you know, just minutes at a time. And we are going to do everything in our power to just limit the number of possessions for Den Geyer. That means yes, you're gonna you're dragging out these possessions to a to a nauseating pace. Um, you know, you're we're going to be smart with our shot selection, patient with the ball movement, because I mean, because the ball was just zipping around the perimeter all game long for Allen until they got a until they got a makeable shot. Um, you know, if, you know, Allen's basically going to play a style. They're going to play. They're going to slow the game down so much that it's going to that they're basically banking on as uncomfortable as that might be for Allen initially, because Allen's not used to playing that way. Um, they're just banking on that. You know what? Geyer's going to be just a little bit more uncomfortable being on the receiving end of something like that, because Denton Geyer is. I mean, they are one of the most high octane offenses um, that there is in Texas. I mean, this team averages more than eighty points per game and Allen basically said that we are not going to give them a just an ounce to get comfortable on uh, on Saturday and I mean credit to Allen because it's a uh, it's a style that they have not played for an entire game before there have been inklings of that style of kind of slowing the game down working the clock and just moving the ball around um, most recently as their uh, you know their two previous playoff games in the regional quarterfinals against Colleen Ellison and um, in the regional semifinals against North Crowley, games where you know Allen was able to build a two to three possession cushion in the fourth quarter, and then they slow the pace down, work and just work the ball around the perimeter, um, just bank on the uh, the opponent, you know, getting a little bit over aggressive with their double teams and traps, and eventually, you know, after the ball keeps pinging around, Allen's able to generate an easy shot out of that. Um, so you got to see inklings of this for at least, you know, what it would look like over the course of a single quarter. Allen decided to take that strategy and basically blow it up and expand it to an entire game. I mean, right from their first possession. After, um, you know, Denton Guy was able to get a quick bucket from uh, from Jacoby Coles to start the game. Um, they believe that see, uh, Coles scored that basket 40 seconds into the game. Geyer did not get possession again until four minutes and 30 seconds were left in the, uh, in the first quarter. So nearly three minutes of time had elapsed in between Geyer possessions as Allen was just content to just work the ball around. I mean, it wasn't just them standing at half court and passing it back and forth. They, they, I mean, they moved the ball all around the perimeter trying to get something to happen. But Geyer's defense was on point. And um, they weren't allowing anything open. And um, yeah, you just got, but Allen, by that same accord, was content to play that style. It might have been frustrating at first because, um, you know, Allen just wasn't able to generate any easy looks early on. Um, but Allen stuck with it despite, um, you know, despite a, a rocky start. You know, they, uh, like I said, they controlled the ball for nearly three minutes on their first possession, but then they turned the ball over on a traveling call. Um, and then Geyer goes right on down, and Jacoby Cole scores again, this time on an and one. So you factor in, like, Allen shows right out of the game. That they're going to they they're going to slow this game down to a snail's pace. Try to make Geyer uncomfortable. They're not able to succeed with it early on. Geyer gets two quick buckets, and you had the Geyer fans, the Geyer fans who just filled the uh, their side of the Wilkerson Grind Center, and that side was just going bonkers as uh, as Geyer got its uh, got off to a hot start and led five nothing uh, midway through the first quarter. So um you know so that right there was kind of a uh, kind of a trying sequence for Allen because I mean this was straight up I mean this was something that Allen. Allen decided to incorporate Saturday morning. 
like uh, head uh, you know head coach Jeff McCullough said afterwards that it was um it was that morning at the um, at the team's hotel you know coach McCullough called in the starters into the hotel room and basically just laid out his his idea, like this, you know, this this is what you know. They, this is what we want to do. We want to slow the game down, do a lot of stuff that kind of goes against the way we normally play. And Coach McCullough basically then left it up to his starters to decide if they wanted to go along with this. They just they, they agreed, um, and yeah, they just decided to incorporate a game plan, t- you know, designed to try and make Denton Geyer as uncomfortable as possible. And it took a few minutes. But yeah, about midway through the th- through the uh, first quarter, momentum shifted in Allen's favor, and that was it. Um, you know, Allen responds to that early 5-0 deficit with a 17 to three run, and they build a 17 to eight lead um, late in the uh, late in the second quarter. Um, you know, this run was kind of predicated on you know for as much as was you know for as much talk as was made about. Allen's unique approach on offense. You have to be locked in on defense. You're not just going to be able to possess the ball for 32 minutes. Geyer's eventually going to get the ball, and they're going to get their own turn to score. So, um, yeah. So, how locked in are you going to be on defense to make sure that all of your, uh, you know, your clock control, you know, possession-centric style on offense isn't all for naught? And uh, credit to Allen because in the second quarter, they, um, you know, they shifted gears big time on uh, on defense. They were able to generate five turnovers in the second quarter. A lot of it just, um, you know, just walling off stuff inside, denying entry passes. Jalen Scott was a huge key in uh, in that defensive effort. Um, Allen's able to generate those turnovers, get some runouts, and take advantage of uh, of some kind of some kind of spotty transition defense by Geyer. And um, yeah, they were able to build a three possession lead in the second quarter. Um, so yeah, and then and then it's you know, <laughs> I mean this game this, but Allen did not break away from this strategy whatsoever. I mean this was a five to five game after one quarter. Allen led at the half 17 to 11, and they led after three quarters 22 to 17. So right there you have it. I mean, you have Denton Geyer, a team that, like I mentioned, they averaged more than 80 points per game coming into this, and they had 17 points at the end of three quarters, with quarterly scoring outputs of five points in the first, six points in the second, and six points in the third. I mean, you cannot get any more outside of your comfort zone than Denton Geyer was, uh, you know, against uh, against Allen today. I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, their previous season low was, uh, you know, was 48 points scored in the area round against DeSoto. I mean, they are just not used to playing games at this kind of tempo. But to be fair, neither is Allen, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, but, uh, you know, props to Allen who has shown the ability to kind of adapt to a, uh, you know, to a variety of styles. Obviously, Allen has its identity, but, you know, when you factor in, you know, when you factor in their style, versus Denton Geyer's, like, people are going to, uh, I mean, obviously, I can understand if Geyer fans are incredibly frustrated, you know, at Allen's approach in this game, but when you actually sound out the logic of it, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, You know, like I said at the start, Allen played Geyer twice, Um, you know, and I think in a case like this, that's actually kind of a hidden benefit in what happened today, because, you know, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing to look at Geyer on film or to try to, uh, you know, try to scout him in person. You really don't know how your personnel and how your style matches up with them until you've seen it firsthand. And Allen had the benefit of having already played Geyer twice this season. And actually, if you even want to go back to last season, four times total. So they have at least a vague idea of what their uh, of how their style of play matches up with Denton Geyer. And as I said at the start, they played twice this year. 
I mean, Allen and Geyer do a lot of the same things well. Like I said, they both want to play an up-tempo game. They like to shoot lots of threes, you know, when they play sound team defense. It's just that Geyer has three guys who are 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", and they're just, they have size that no other team in the state outside of maybe Austin Westlake has the personnel to compete with. And, um, you know, so if you're Allen and you've already been on the receiving end of two losses trying to play that exact same style, Allen's tried to run with Geyer, and Allen can run with just about any team in the state, but you're not going to find another team out there that can out-Geyer Geyer. So when you've lost twice to a team already during the course of a season, the onus is on you to figure out how you're going to, uh, you know, what, what you're going to do to try to, uh, you know, get things back in your favor because Geyer knows, what it can, Geyer knows how to beat Allen when Allen plays the way that it wants to. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's on Allen to be the ones that, uh, you know, okay, we've, you know, you've, you beat us playing our game. Well, here's a completely different kind of game. How do you handle this? And, yeah, like, Geyer did not handle it well, obviously. You know, they scored, uh, I mean, yeah, they only scored 36 points and just, I mean, it does, uh, I mean, yeah, you don't have to look far just throughout the numbers to see just how unorthodox a game this was for Geyer. They only had, <laughs> Geyer only hit three three-pointers, which is well below what they usually average. Their size wasn't even as big a factor. They only had four blocks as a team in this game, and they got out-rebounded by a much smaller Allen team. Um, offensively, they only had one player in double figures, Jalen Wilson, who had 11 points, and he didn't even score for the first three quarters. He scored all 11 of those points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, this this game just could not have been more against the grain, more just beyond what uh, you know what guy had come to expect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, credit to Allen, because it's not like any team can just go out and replicate this style of play. You've got to be a high IQ team that passes well, and you've got to be locked in on defense. And Allen does play some solid team defense, and they just they did not give anything easy for Geyer in this game. Um, they said they moved the ball around so well on offense, and um, yeah, they just, I mean, props to them for executing a, a pretty brilliant game plan on this one. And yeah, they were, um, like I said, they lead up, you know, 22 to 17 after three quarters, and then you actually got, you know, a, a more traditional uh, fourth quarter scoring-wise. You know, Geyer had 19 points, Allen had 18 points. Um, you know, and this one became a, uh, you know, this one became a bit of a, a bit of a free throw shooting contest down the stretch. And there were, uh, there were definitely some, uh, there was definitely some, uh, some late drama in this one for sure. That's the one thing. Like as much as, as much as people might hate the, uh, you know, when teams slowed the ball down and you know, kind of stall out the clock, um, you typically only do it when you have like a two to three possession lead. I mean, I tell you, it just it makes for some fascinating theater once you get into crunch time because all it just takes is a mistake here or there, and it can just completely swing the balance of a game. And you know, the style that you've had so much success success with can be just all for naught in a in in the blink of an eye. And you know, Geyer did make a push; they made a serious run. And like I just mentioned, Jalen Wilson was at the forefront of that run. He um, he had all eleven of his points in the fourth quarter. He had a pick and pop three, and he finished two and ones um, to at one point cut the uh, cut Allen's lead down to 37 to 34 with 36 seconds left. Um, you know, Allen did not help its case from the free throw line. I mean, they could have uh, they could have spared themselves some pretty tense moments down the stretch because uh, they had more than enough opportunities to build what um, what very well could have been a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. But they had a bit of a rocky uh, rocky time down the stretch from the free throw line. They shot ten out of seventeen from the line in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, ten out of nineteen for the uh, for the game. A very uh, 
a uh, very, very unusual, uh, you know, night at the uh, day at the line for Allen, who I saw in the uh, in the third round against Ellison, knocked down uh, its first sixteen free throws in that game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I and I get it if kind of the uh, the moment got to them a little bit. Um, you know, one other thing about this. Uh, about the strategic approach by Allen that um, you know could have contributed to some tired legs down the stretch. Allen made one substitution all game long, and that came late in the fourth quarter after one of its starters, Jalen Walker, had already fouled out. That's right. Allen went the entire game basic playing its entire starting lineup. They had four starters play all 32 minutes. Brent Mills, Isaiah Stevens, Jared Dixon, and Jalen Scott did not come off the floor in this game. And like I said, Jalen Walker was going to play the entire game, but he fouled out with um, just under 90 seconds left in the fourth quarter, so they subbed in uh, Donovan Parham. And I mean, yeah, so Allen was content to play, yeah, it's, it's starting five the entire game long, and I get why, because... I mean, Allen does not have a ton of size coming off its bench, at least, or at least, you know, size that's part of its, you know, its core eight-player rotation that they've been using in the playoffs. And you've got to have some size out there against Geyer, you know. If Geyer's going to keep, if Geyer's going to keep, you know, it's, you know, Jalen Wilson, Jacoby Coles, and Grayson Carter on the floor, um, you've got to at least do something to try to match up with that size. And Allen does not have overwhelming size by any stretch. I mean, their tallest player, uh, Jalen Walker, would be the fourth tallest player on Geyer's roster. But it's enough, at least, like, average size across the board. It's a lot of, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". It's enough to where you at least, you know, when you factor in just how athletic they are on defense, it's enough to at least, you know, you have to keep that size on the floor as much as you can. And Allen was very fortunate outside of Walker to not really incur any serious foul trouble in this game. And as a result, yeah, they're able to, uh, you know, to nurse that advantage all the way to the end. Like I said, you know, Jalen Wilson trimmed it down to 37 to 34. And, um, you know, Allen's able to expand it right back out to, uh, you know, to a five-point lead thanks to some free throws from Jalen Scott. Um, and then Brenton Mills hits another free throw inside of uh, 10 seconds for the 40 to 36 final. And, uh, yeah, Allen is able to pull off the, uh, pull off the shocker. Um, what a... Uh, yeah, just what a uh, what a what a fascinating game to watch. Just the just Allen completely issuing its identity in favor of an approach that I mean, head coach McCullough said afterwards he hates he hates that style he hates that strategy. But I mean, it's you know it's the regional finals, it's the playoffs. You gotta I mean you gotta go you gotta go above and beyond sometimes, especially if you're going up against a team that you know that your normal style of play doesn't work well against. Allen would love to run with Kyer, I'm sure they would, but. These two meetings have shown this season that that's just not a winning a winning formula for them. So yeah, they uh, you know desperate times call for desperate measures, and they had to dig deep and uh, roll with a strategy that uh, McCullough said afterwards that he has never once used in his career. So uh, a pretty uh, a pretty wise uh, a pretty wise trump card with the uh, you know with Al- on Allen's part to slow this game down. Um, and yeah, just make make Denton Geyer as uncomfortable as possible. And and it worked, and they're bound for the state tournament as a result of it. Um, you know, like I said, Allen's starters essentially played the entire game. Um, so as is expected, all 40 of those points were scored between those starters. Uh, Jarrett Dixon, who was just absolutely vital in, uh, you know, Allen's you know, onslaught of shots at the rim. You know, the big part within the offense, in addition to, you know, working the ball around the uh, around the perimeter, was eventually to get a matchup where you would isolate one of Allen's players on one of Geyer's big men, you know, either Jacoby Coles or Grayson Carter or Jalen Wilson, and then just bank on Allen's advantage in speed and quickness and be able to beat them to the rim. 
And it worked. It worked a lot. I mean, yeah, it's it's an approach similar to what they employed to kind of restore momentum against Ellison, and it worked to a T on uh, on Saturday. I uh, said Jared Dixon was huge in this area. He had 14 points to lead all scores, as well as five rebounds. Uh, Jalen Scott, who uh, just continues to have such a, he's been just on fire this postseason on both ends of the floor. He had 12 points, eight rebounds, two steals, and um, let's see, uh, Brenton Mills had nine points. Uh, let's see, uh, who else? Isaiah Stevens had three, and Jalen Walker had two. Uh, Stevens had three assists, four rebounds. Walker had three blocks. Um, yeah, I mean, don't know what else I can say. I mean, this was a, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a masterful game plan of just clock control and ball movement and um, just tempo. I mean, tempo, tempo, tempo. Allen, you know, showed its hand right from its uh, its very first possession and did not relent until the final buzzer. And they, uh, like I said earlier, they pull off what you could very well make the case was the biggest win in the history of its program. And for the second time in its history, they are bound for the state tournament. They um, First time since 2014, back when they... Uh, you know, back when they advanced to the state semifinals and lost to Converse Judson, so Allen will try to improve on that finish. And um, so this, uh, yeah, so they've already matched their deepest playoff run in program history and can go one further on Friday out in San Antonio. The uh, the game on Friday will be at either 7 o'clock or 8.30. Uh, the UIL hasn't announced the semifinal matchups just yet, but we do know who the uh, who the other three semifinalists are and Oh boy, is it a uh, is it a solid solid cast? Obviously, you've got Allen coming out of Region One. In Region Two, you have South Garland, a team that Allen is actually familiar with. Uh, South Garland defeated Allen earlier in the season in overtime, I believe, in the finals of the Curtis Colwell ISD Invitational, uh, sixty-eight to sixty-two. Um, now, obviously, if you've uh, you know if you haven't seen South Garland yet, they are anchored by uh, by two superstar juniors, two of the top prospects in the state in Tyrese Maxey and Chris Harris. Maxey specifically is a five-star prospect and one of the top-rated juniors in the country. So uh, some uh, some star power there coming out of Region 2. Um, in Region 3, you have Katie Tompkins, uh, which punched its first-ever trip to state today. They are a very, uh, kind of like Allen, they're a senior-heavy team, and they've uh, they've certainly got some star power as well, anchored by uh, an Oklahoma commit, a four-star prospect, Jamal, I apologize if I mispronounced his last name, uh, B-N-E-M-E. Um, but yes, uh, Katie Tompkins on its way to state coming out of Region 3. And then in Region 4, I mentioned them earlier in reference to Denton Geyer, um, the number two ranked team in the state and probably the odds-on favorite to win the whole thing, Austin Westlake. Um, outside of Denton Geyer, there may not be a more talented team in the state. I mean, Denton, I mean, Austin Westlake is... I mean, it is a uh, it is a cast of uh, of just four and five star prospects, the likes of which, again, outside of Geyer, no other team has an ensemble quite like this. I'm just going to read a f- just a few names on uh, on Westlake's roster. You got Brock Cunningham, who is a four star prospect committed to Texas. He is six foot seven. Uh, Matthew Mayer, another four star prospect, also six foot seven. He's committed to Baylor. Uh, Keontae Kennedy, another four-star prospect, committed to Xavier. Oh, yeah, and then they got a 6'10 big man down low, Will Baker, a five-star prospect, one of the top juniors in the country for the class of 2019. 
Um, so yeah, you have, uh, so yes, Austin Westlake, a, uh, I mean, that's, that's it. Outside of Geyer, that's about as problematic a style matchup as there is for any team in the state. Obviously, it helps for Allen to have already seen a team with similar size. And um, who knows, if they end up crossing paths with Westlake, if maybe they decide to call upon you know, some of the, uh, the strategy deployed today. But, um, but yes, those will be your, uh, you know, your four uh, state semifinalists as the action gets going on Friday out at the uh, Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Uh, should be a fun one. Um, like I said, looking around there, lots of star power in this, uh, in this Final Four out of Class 6A. And we will see um, what's in store for Allen as they look to continue this, uh, this dream postseason run that they are on. Um, let's see. I can't really think of anything more else to say in this one, so um, I guess that'll just about do it for me. Um, hey, I appreciate you guys for giving this a listen. Uh, you can check out my game story as well as some video highlights from Allen's upset win over Denton Geyer at StarLocalSports.com. We will be back on Monday with another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast as we close down basketball uh, coverage, at least for the podcast, at least for the group-wide podcast. And we're going to uh, you know, kind of close it down in a similar vein to what we did um, during football season where we had the uh, you know some all-Collin County football team cutting room floor awards. We're going to kind of have another award-centric, uh, an award-centric podcast for basketball, except we're opening it up to all of our markets and there's going to be a bit of an Oscar tie-in uh, for that. So um, you yeah, have to stay a little bit timely with the Academy Awards being this weekend. So um, yeah, so make sure you check that out on Monday. Otherwise, folks, this has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. Uh, once again, I appreciate you all for checking out this podcast. You all enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you all later. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.